afternoon in prayer. I was praying obviously for the service and I had an open vision about both of you and I want to release that over the church tonight. The, these are the words I, I heard very clearly and imprinted in my spirit. The transition to the latter glory is taking place in this conference. The latter glory is coming. The latter glory. This will be the shift what you prophesied and declared. But I heard it so clear, I'm telling you, that God spoke to me and said it will be the transition into the latter glory. And you will play a big role in that, Pastor. Very big role with your intercession and with her worship. She's a worshiper in heart and God has reacted to her worship. And because God has reacted to your worship, this house shall be called the house of my presence. And the transition is taking place, sir. And a greater level of influence and a greater level of the presence of God will be upon this ministry from this conference. We activate it tonight. And it will increase service after service. But the glory of God, the former glory has passed away so that the latter glory can come. And I release it over both of your lives. In the name of Jesus, Father, I release an apostolic influence in the spiritual realm. Let this house be called the house of your presence. In Jesus' name, I release it over their lives. I release in the atmosphere the heaviness, the kabot glory of God. To linger and to have a residue in this place. And so Father, tonight we bring this conference. It's not a conference for me. This is a house of treasure. And I open the treasure box of your presence. Let the fragrance now come into this place. Of the glory of God. Come on, now every hand lifted, pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's seal the word off. The latter glory, the latter glory. Come on, transition into the latter glory. Transition tonight into your miracle. Transition into the miraculous power of God tonight. Come on, this conference is supernatural enlargement. You have to transition from stagnation into acceleration. You have to make a transition tonight from just little faith to bigger faith. Just from obscurity to influence. As an apostle, I activate every person in this building, online, to go into a transition of enlargement now in Jesus' name. Come on, if you believe it tonight, lift your hands, pray in the Holy Ghost. I want you to activate it, release it. We speak to the overflow of this building. 2,000 chairs shall be filled. Overflow shall be filled. Money.
Shaka. People shall move into new latter glory of your presence, O oh God. In Jesus' name, make the transition. Now I declare house of treasures shall be called the house of this presence as we transition into the latter glory of the presence of God. Hallelujah. We give you all the glory, God. And we This house, oh God, let your glory come in this place. Somebody say, I'm doing the transition. Say, I'm doing the transition. You're going to step into enlargement tonight. That is above and beyond what you have come expecting. God is going to surprise you tonight. And give you more than what you're expecting. In this place, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. His mercy endures forever. Amen. You may take your seats for a couple of minutes. I want to, can we flow just, uh, the team, can you just stay here with that same level? I want to pray for the sick immediately before I preach the word of the Lord. There is a miracle power of God flowing like a river. And when the river flows, we have to flow with the river. Can't swim upstream. But I want to welcome everybody here tonight, and especially my wife. She's here tonight with me. She is an intercessor. She prays more than anybody I know and worships the Lord, loves the Lord. An awesome wife, awesome mother, great pastor's wife, very prophetically and a gift. Also, she's released her first book, well, second book, but it was released this week. So please go and get inspired by grace. It will bless you. Amen. And um, so her books are available. I've got my eldest son, Nikki, and Tanil, his beautiful wife, and Miguel, Michael, my youngest son, is with me here tonight. Put your hands together for my family. Praise the Lord. And then I see some white faces, which is obviously from the church. I have to bring the balance in this relationship, you know. Otherwise, the ads look out and everything. There must be a white brother in everything. Amen. Praise God. But I've got my church here. Some of my leaders are here. Some of my sons and in the faith, son, uh, daughters in the faith. My team is here. 
And I'm so grateful that you're all here. Thank you for coming out and supporting this whole conference this week. Uh, bring your friends, bring the family, bring the church. Let's have a great time this week. Amen. So it's great having you here, family. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> the singers can, you can go and take your seats. I just need the musicians. Thank you. Let's jump into this of miracles. And that's, this is not my message. But I feel God wants to heal people tonight. You know, we just, we were in uh, Pretoria uh, Sunday night, miracle service, 91 miracles in, in, in minutes. It's the third time in my life that I heard the footsteps of Jesus walking into a building. And when he, when he came into the building, I said to the people, he's coming. And I'm telling you, when he hit that place, demons were manifesting. Miracles happened, 91 miracles just like that, in the chairs. I always ask, Lord, why do you come like that? And he says, he always tells me this. He says, it's the hunger of my people. And there's hunger in this place tonight. I will not be surprised if the heavenly host arrives in this place tonight. Amen. So we are increasing incredible miracles, you know, just miracles after miracles. We are, on, I'm on an assignment in my life, my mandate is to release the power of God, activate this generation, the supernatural power of God, and I'm going for one million miracles. That's my assignment. I know other people going for souls and stuff. My assignment is for miracles. I want to put the devil, I want to give him a, a, a punch with the cross of Jesus because he's diluting the gospel so much that there must be a people that can still demonstrate the power of God with signs, wonders, and miracles. Amen. God only spoke to the people of in the old covenant with signs, wonders, and miracles. That's how they knew God. They didn't know God through a preacher. They knew Him through signs, wonders, and miracles. And that hour is coming back again that we will see the glory of God coming into buildings, into places. So what is a miracle? Let me just build your faith for a couple of minutes. Then we'll pray. And then I just want to release a very short word that the Lord has laid on my heart for this church. What is a miracle? A miracle is an intervention of God into the affairs of man. So what is a miracle? It's when God interferes in your natural life. So you may sit here tonight and say, I need a financial miracle. That's when God comes and He interferes in the natural. And He changes the affairs of a, of a situation. He changes the circumstances. Apostle said, there is nothing impossible in this place tonight. And I'm telling you, there is nothing impossible. Now, when I speak about miracles, don't just think it's for the sick. I'm talking about financial miracles, marital miracles, spiritual miracles. Any type of miracle you need, tonight it can happen. It will happen. We have seen money appear this week. We have things happening. On Sunday night, money started pouring into people's bank accounts. We heard the testimonies today. Deaf ears started opening up. So when you sit here, God doesn't work 8 till 5. South Africa, APSA bank hours. God can work anytime, anywhere. Whatever you need, He can do that. I actually feel there is a debt cancellation anointing coming in this place. I'm telling you tonight. 
We built a home recently, my wife and myself, we built a home, beautiful home. We had a bond on that home. We moved in in March of this year, a bond on that house. And we said, let's find a person, let's find people that we can sow into their bond for three months. My wife found a family, we sowed for three months, paid their bond for them. And I said, I'm paying this bond, not for any other reason than to sow a seed. Because I've got a bond and I want that thing canceled. On Tuesday morning, my wife paid the last installment, Tuesday night, nine o'clock, sitting in a service there by the, by the conference we were. Here I open my, my phone before I get on the platform and I look at the, the, WhatsApp, the, the SMS and it says, Dear Mr. Van Avestazen, your home bond is now paid in full. Come on, how awesome is that? As a matter of fact, we're signing the papers tomorrow. That is a supernatural God right there. I feel that for somebody in this place that you are paying too long and you have been putting money into things that is just, just absorbing all those money. But tonight God is bringing a transition of enlargement to your life. I declare enlargement, more territory, more property, more business, more breakthroughs. Come on, out of the millions into the multi-millions, out of the thousands into the hundreds of thousands, out of one contract into multiple contracts, one property, multiple properties. Come on, how many of you believe that with me here tonight? Shout hallelujah if you believe it. I feel a shift happening right here. Some of you are moving out, out of that one bedroom flat, into your own home. I declare it right now in the name of Jesus, that all broken down car, we shift that thing and we release in this place right now. Financial miracles, financial miracles, financial miracles. I'm telling you, I feel the intervention of God into the affairs of your finances right now. I feel it. Ooh, hallelujah. My God, the seed crushes the head of the enemy. Don't underestimate seed. I'm telling you, if you leave this building long enough, seed will come through concrete slabs. Seed pushes through limitations. Seed has the ability to break every limitation. I'm telling you, I even feel it right now. There's a cycle over your life from your parents. You just go through the same thing and the same thing. But tonight, the seed is going into your womb and it's going to stop the cycle. It's stopping the cycle of what has happened. And tonight, I release destinies to come. I pull you out of your farmer mentality into a prophetic mentality like Elijah. Esther's, where's the Esther's? Just obscure woman, Shunammite woman. I declare you shall become queens. You shall become the head in the company. You shall become above in the name of Jesus. Oh, where's the Peter's in this place? Just normal fishermen. I declare unto you an apostolic assignment is coming to you. Hallelujah. Somebody shout supernatural. Shout supernatural. Because that is what must take place is a supernatural encounter with God. So I'm doing the transition.
Hallelujah. I didn't plan that. I want to pray for the sick. But if you want to give, I, want, I would recommend in this atmosphere. I was with Dr. Rodney R. Brown two weeks ago. He took me into a greenhouse. They've got these greenhouses on his property where they plant seeds and stuff. They showed me how they, how there's various types of germinating seeds. The one thing is very powerful. They have seed on corrugated iron like this. Com uh, like compost, seeds in it. With electric, uh, with steel legs attached in the ground. He said this to me. He says, this is one way of accelerating seed. These are his words. He says, we wait for the lightning to come. When the lightning comes and it hits the pole, the steel pole, the, the pulses of the, of the lightning goes into the seed and the seed germinates in three days. When he said that, I was like running around in that greenhouse. I said, that's a message right there. He said just to me, he says, that's why you give when the anointing is there. When the lightning comes, you give because that brings acceleration to your seed. And I feel it yet tonight. God is doing a miracle for finances in this place. Father, I release and I activate your people to walk in new realms of finances. Let the lighting of your spirit come. Now in the name of Jesus. And let every seed that's sown tonight and in this conference germinate very quickly and bring enlargement and acceleration. In the name of Jesus. Shout amen if you believe that with me. Hallelujah. So you can take your seeds. You can still come with your seed, but I want to go to, to miracles. So miracles is when God intervenes, just like He's doing right now. I dec Listen, man, I don't know. Can't get off this. Some of you are going to get SMSs tonight. Of debts being cancelled. Money transferred into your account. I'm telling you. I had meetings where people, money, brand new notes appear in their pockets. Anything can happen in the realm of the supernatural. So let me build your faith on, 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 on miracles. They asked R.W. Shamba, what was the greatest miracles you've ever seen in your life? And he was working for A.A. Allen. And he shared this miracle. He said they pitched the tent up, the miracle tent. In Pittsburgh, is it Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania, right? And um, pitched the tent up there. And he's coordinating the whole crusade. He's the right-hand man of A.L. A woman comes to him and she brings a four-year-old child which is totally paralyzed to him and, and she asks him, says, can you please let the man of God pray for my child? And he said, I'll make sure that he prays for, for him. That was the first night of the miracle. She's standing there expectant and he didn't pray for the child. Monday night. Then on Tuesday morning, they teach the people miracles. In the evening, they have the miracle service. She's on Tuesday morning there, Tuesday night, Wednesday, Wednesday night, 
Thursday, she walks up to him and she says, please, the man of God must pray for my child. He said to her, he says, I promise you, I'll make sure he prays for your child, even if it's in the, in the caravan after the meeting, but he's going to pray for your child. Friday is the last night of the meeting. She's standing there. The morning she comes and she tells R.W. Shamba, she says, I've only got $20 left. After the service tonight, I have to go home because I don't have any more money. Can't stay longer. And I don't know how I'm even going to get home. I've got $20 in my, in my hand. That night, Friday night, A.A. Allen walks onto the platform. As he walks up, he speaks about the power of seed faith. Seed and putting faith to that. Start speaking about when you sow your seed in faith, what God will do. R.W. Shambach stands like this gentleman here by the platform. The back of the tent, he sees this woman stands up that he saw every day with the child. She walks to the front, first one to walk to the front. She comes to the front, he stands there, and he sees she puts $20 down. He knows that's her love. He starts crying. He says, God, you better show up. You better do something. This is the woman's last money. A. Allen prays, stands behind the pulpit, and he, he was a very powerful prophetic man as well. He goes in and he says, I'm standing in a hospital ward. I'm standing next in, in the nursing area. I see there are eight, nine, ten doctors standing around a crib. He says, I'm looking. Doctors are standing around looking at the child. He says, 14, 19, 23, 26 incurable diseases on the child. He says, I see this woman taking this child. The doctors tell her, this child will never live. You will not make a week. We have to put him in ICU. Everything is wrong with him. Everything. He can't see. He can't hear. His tongue is out. His arms is pulled into his stomach. Legs are pulled into his, also in his stomach. Organs are outside. Everything that's wrong is wrong. 26 incurable diseases. Cancer, lung diseases, heart conditions, everything. She says, I'm going to take my child. He says, I hear the woman says, I'm taking my child. I see this woman putting this child in a car seat and she's driving on the highway. I see she's taking off the Pittsburgh off-ramp. It gives this the, the number. I see she goes over the bridge. I see she's driving down. I see she's stopping at a white tent. And she's going for a miracle. Oh, that is this tent. That woman is in this building tonight. Or in this tent tonight. Where is the woman that has the child that's got 26 incurable diseases? Bring your child here. 
That woman walks from the back with this child. And he looks at her, he says, are you ready for God to do 26 miracles? Come on. He says he starts praying for this child. The first miracle, the first thing that happened, the tongue pulled back. The next moment, the eyes, there's no eye sockets. Eye sockets come and all of a sudden, it's like he says it's like water. And the next moment, this beautiful brown eyes pops open. And he looks at A. Allen, starts hearing. Things starts pulling straight. He takes this child and he puts him down on the, on, the, on the stage. Now, he couldn't walk. He puts him down with all the crippled defects. As he puts him down, he pulls straight and he says, Mama! And he starts speaking. Come on, I'm telling you, that same miracle God, I feel, is uh, right here tonight. Maybe you just have a deaf ear or a blind eye. The God of 26 miracles can do anything tonight in this place. When that happened, they said, when that happened, when that thing happened, on the right-hand side of the church, of the tent, 15 people in stretchers jumps up like an orchestra. Everybody jumps up. 12 wheelchairs on the left-hand side. People jump out of the wheelchairs. Six totally blind. People walk with walking sticks, throw their sticks away. Earpieces are picked up all over the place. That's when the glory of God hits a place. That is when no man is involved. That is when the glory of God comes. I declare the Shekinah glory of God upon people right now that your faith will rise, that the anointing and the miracle power of God will start flowing in this place. She goes back to her seat. She said this, she spoke to R.W. Shambach the next morning. She says, I went back to my seat. As I stood there, one person came and put $20 in my hand. Next person, $20. And a line of people, $20, only $20 in her hand. She walked off that property with $360. She sold 20, received 360, and walking with a child that was cured of 26 miracles. That God is not dead. That God has not passed away. It's not the days of miracles. We serve the God of miracles tonight. It's the gift of faith. There's the pictures. You can go and read the whole story. It's the gift of faith. When the gift of faith comes, nothing is impossible. That extension right there was not built by the money of people. It was built by the gift of faith. That building outside, am I right? It's not built with, oh, we've got so much money in the country. It's by faith we move. Then God comes. And I was with Apostle Maldonado a couple of days ago. And he shared this with me. And get ready, because I want to release this faith to you. He said, Prophet Glenda Jackson spoke to him. This prophet we know there. In the, in the network she went to heaven and as she walked into heaven she saw Jesus there and she asked him she asked him a couple of questions but, but then Jesus turned to him and he says 
What do you think I am praying for? For my people. She said, it must be healings. He said, no. The cross has done the work. He says, so what do you think I'm praying for? She says, well, it must be deliverance. He says, no, the cross has done it. It's your responsibility to execute the power of the cross. It must be then financial breakthroughs. No, the cross has done it. And then he turned to her and he says, I pray that their faith will not fail them. Do you know what Jesus praying for every single person right now? Not for you to get a better job, not for you to get that your faith will not fail you in this end time. The next moment she saw angels coming from the earth up into heaven to the throne of the Father with massive shields of shields. She says, Jesus, what's that? And he said, that is the shield of faith that my ministers are not using and angels are bringing it back. Tonight I feel there is a gift of faith being released here. My angel is not going back with my shield of faith. I'm sorry, you stay right here. I need that shield of faith in my life. And for miracles, we need faith. That's the first realm of the supernatural. We need the faith of God. And so I want to pray for people right now. And I want to introduce you to the power of God. Introduce you to the glory of God. Because that's where the presence of God is. Or that's where the glory of God is. Maybe I should share this with you. I feel like I'm building just faith. I don't want to operate in the anointing. Where man has to work for God. I want to operate in the glory of God. Where only He can work. And he's going to work right now. You may not need 26 miracles, but you may need two or three. And with God, all things are possible. And the gift of faith, I feel it, is being released all over this whole crowd. You're going to walk out of these doors tonight and you're going to do impossible things. You're going to sign impossible deals. You're going to do crazy things for the kingdom of God. How many of you say, my angel is not going back to heaven with my shield? Come on, we need the shield of faith. And so I want to ask tonight, if you are sick in your body, or you have an incurable disease, or you struggle with, with generational sicknesses, whatever, the God that we serve is the miracle working God, and He's going to heal you right now. So if you are sick in your body, incurable diseases, whatever. Where you are seated, please raise your right hand. Just lift it up to the Lord. Let me see where you are. Keep it there. Can I ask us all to stand? Those people with their hands lifted, keep it lifted. Stand, please. Everybody, just for the next five minutes. not going to be long. Quickly, everybody stand. Everybody. Even if you're not sick, just stand, please. I want us to, to come in agreement here. Can we pray in the Holy Ghost? Now the people who have their hands lifted, keep it raised. Only if you are sick, right? 
Don't worship God now with your hands lifted. Only if you are sick, lift your hands. I want people around them to quickly put your hands upon them. Just quickly put your hand upon them. Doesn't matter if you're from the church, not from the church. Just put your hand upon somebody whose hand is lifted. Once you feel, put it on their shoulder. Once you feel there's a hand on your shoulder, please put down your hand. If you feel there's a hand on your shoulder, you can put your hand down. I want to see where there's hands lifted. Yes, a couple here. She can put a hand down if, if there's somebody with her. I want to make sure there's a gentleman on my right hand side there. Put your hand on his shoulder. There in the back, all over. Let's go. Teams, you must go. Find, find somebody. All right. I want you to listen to the instructions. Listen quickly. Everybody look at me. The anointing is always in the instruction. Go and wash yourself. Go and make the man of God a, a bread. Go, there's always anointing in the instruction. Here's the instruction. There are three questions I want you to ask that person. You that have their hands on the shoulder, ask them what's wrong with them. Quickly ask them. And then please, the sick people, just answer them. Don't give them a whole history lesson. Just quickly. Second question, I want to pray. Second question is ask them, how long have they had it, please? Just ask them how long. So you need to know the sickness, the name, and you need to know how long. Now we're going to pray. Everybody that's not sick, I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost with me. Those people that have their hands upon the, those people, if you are born again and spirit-filled, and if it's, a, if, if it's the same gender, I want you to put your hand on the place where that, where that pain is. So lady, put your hand on the lady, man on a man. If it's not like that, please just put your hand on the shoulder. But wherever the pain is, put your hand on that place where you are sick, where you have the pain. Quickly do that. Now let's pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to do one prayer. And in this prayer, miracles are going to happen. Deaf ears are going to open. Blind eyes are going to start seeing. Cripples are going to walk. Listen, growths are going to fall off. Come on, if there's breast cancer and there's growths in the breast, it's going to fall off. It's going to disappear. Come on, the power of God is flowing like a river right now. In the name of Jesus, let's come in agreement. Father, I come in the authority that you have given me, the assignment that you have allocated to my life, the anointing and the glory to operate in. I take full authority over every thou spirit of sickness and disease and infirmity and pain in this place tonight. Every incurable disease, every sickness, everything that's tormenting your people, by the authority of the blood, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, by the glory of Jesus Christ, we bring and we administrate the gift of healing and the gift of miracles right now in the name of Jesus. Your foul spirit of deafness, come out of those ears. Foul spirit of blindness, loose the people. In the name of the Lord, I command the five miracles of the kingdom to come. Let the miracle power of God come. Let the deaf ears open. Let the blind eyes see. Let the cripples start walking. Let 
those who are oppressed be free in Jesus' name. I break every depression, every spirit of, of, of anxiety, bipolar, panic attacks. I repeat you in the name of Jesus. Come out. Loose the people. Arthritis, come out. Arthritis in the knees, in the hands. Acid refluxes. In the name of the Lord. Heart conditions. I speak to every organ in the name of Jesus. Obey the word of the Creator, the Almighty God. Lord, let new lungs come, kidneys, livers. Let ligaments grow. Every condition, loose the people of God right now. By the laying of hands, we administer the power of God. In Jesus' name. Christ. From this moment on, let the miracle power of God flow. Let it flow. If you can do it for a child, 26 miracles, do it tonight for your people, oh God. Pain in the neck, pain in the back, loose the people. Every hormonal imbalance, I call you in the name of Jesus. Chemical disorder in the brain. I command you, come in line. I command healing in the blood. HIV AIDS. I command healing, healing, miracle power of God to flow. Baroness, I command you to go in the name of Jesus. In the neurosystem, I command divine miracles. Respiratory system miracles in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now I declare you healed by the power of the Almighty God, God of my covenant, the God of the of the universe, the Elohim. Called you and declare over your life healing miracles in Jesus' name. Yeah, let's give God a praise. All right, now, here's the last question. Yet, I've asked you to do three questions. You did two. You asked them what was wrong. Asked them how long. Third question, final question. Ask them now to do something they could not do before. Ask them to test themselves. You have to quickly do that for us. Move the arm, bend forward. Most of the miracles take place when you start acting in faith. So when you, when you say, I still feel the pain in my shoulder, lift your arm and then you see the power of God come. By faith. By faith. If they are deaf, put your finger in the good ear and test that old bad ear and see if they can hear. Test their eyes. Do something. They must do something they couldn't do before. Ask them to see if the, 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 the groves are gone. They must. I want you to, fit, to test them quickly. Now, People lose their miracles because they don't give God the glory. That's it. I've seen my dad. My dad was a healing evangelist in this country. Prayed for somebody who was deaf, both ears, had hearing aids. In the meeting, they got healed. My dad had a testimonial team 
that would go a week or two weeks later test the miracles at their homes. When they went to this lady, she had the earpieces back in her ears. And, and this, the, the reporter asked, what, why? You were healed there. We tested you there. She was healed. She says, when I got home, my husband said, just for safety, put it back in. When she put it in, death. Don't lose your miracle because you're not giving God the glory. So all I want you to do, if the pain is gone, if there's a miracle that happened while people were praying for you, I want those people that had their hand on their shoulder, those people, and you've asked them, do they feel better? Would you please take them by the hand and walk with them just to the front, all over this place? If you stay behind now, you can lose that miracle because you're not giving God the glory. I'm not going to pull you on the platform. I just want to show the devil that he's losing his power of sickness and diseases tonight in the lives of people. If you are healed, I want you to get out of your chairs quickly. Let those people bring the sick quickly, quickly. Come, come, come. That's awesome. Come. Look at this. I want to, come on. Are we going to show the devil tonight that Jesus is still the healer? Come on, that he's still the healer. Now put your hands together and just give God some praise for these miracles. Come on. Moving, 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 moving. Move as close as you can. Come in, come in. So I'm not going to pray for you. I want you to come. People have already prayed for you. Apostle Felix, look at this. You know, we would get happy about souls. I get happy about this because the cross has just hit the devil. One massive blue eye. He said, it's not the days of miracles, but look at these miracles lining up all over in this building. Look at this. Look at this aisle here. Look at that. Look at that. I mean, I don't even know how many hundreds of people. This is what Jesus does. He's still the healer. But what you need to do now to keep your miracle you need to go and pray for people that are sick. And when you pray for them, they will get healed. The people that prayed for them, guess what I did? I activated you in the realm of the miraculous. And the reason why I asked, the reason why I asked what is the problem and how long is for this reason. That when they healed, your faith is built to go, wow, there's some power in these hands. And you go and you now go, the Bible says, go and heal the sick. Not go and pray for them, go and heal them. And that's what you're activated to do. Apostle, from tonight, this church will start doing signs, wonders, and miracles in this level of the glory of God. Amen. You want to add something? I just wanted to show you that we're punching the devil tonight, man. Amen. So this is the miracle power of God. And I want you to keep your miracle so that that be a testament for people. I'm sure there are many creative miracles all over this place. Deaf ears and blind eyes and cancer. We don't have time. I mean, look at this. Go and be an activator of the miraculous power of God. 
Once you heal a, when you heal a sick person, you tell them, now you go and pray for somebody. And soon we will have a generation that does signs, wonders, and miracles everywhere we go. Amen. I want to give you a card, if you don't mind. This is not a partnership card, so we're not taking monies or partners. To do these four steps for me on this card. It takes you just to a short clip that I've recorded on 10 steps how to receive and maintain your miracle. So that's all this is. So just take it. It says, I receive my miracle. And at the back, there's a QR code or a link if you want that. If you are healed, please raise your hand. We'll usher with the hand, ushers will hand it out to you. Please go and do the four steps and give God all the glory for that. Amen. I want everybody to quickly hand those cards out in the aisles all over, all over. Don't go and sit until you receive your card, okay? God bless you. I want to close this evening's meeting with the following that the Lord has given me. Once you receive the card, you can go back to your seats. Only the sick people, right? They got healed. You take a card. One per family. You only need one link for the whole family. want to share the word of the Lord with you and what has happened now is part of the message that was the demonstration of the message Haggai chapter 2 verse number 6 to verse number 9 if you have your Bibles you can go there Haggai chapter 6 that chapter 2 excuse me verse 6 to verse number 9 I want to speak about the end time move of God. And I want to take your attention to what we are building as preachers with Apostle this week. And laying a strong foundation for the conference and for the latter glory. The glory of God is part of the agenda of God in the end time. That's on His agenda list is the glory of God. Haggai chapter 2 verse 6 says, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, once more in a little while, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple with glory. Shout, this house shall be filled with the glory of God. Says the Lord of hosts, The silver is mine, the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The glory of this latter temple shall be great. Then the former says the Lord of hosts, and in this place I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. There are five parts to this agenda that God has of the glory of God. Five parts that's going to take place right now and are already in, in, in motion. The first thing is the shaking will come. 
How many of you know that we are seeing the shaking? We've gone through the shaking. COVID has shaken the whole world. After that, people are still in the place of being shaken. South Africa has been shaken. Our country has been shaken at the moment. So the shaking is the first part of this. There are five dimensions or five parts to this end time agenda of God. The first thing is the shaking. The second thing, after the shaking, revival comes. So we're now getting ready for revival. We're now ready, getting ready for the move of God to come. That's why there's such an urgency to preach revival and the glory of God. I mean, we have, my wife and myself, we have put everything on hold for the sake of revival. Paying the price for revival. We're going for the, for the next 30 days to every province in South Africa. Bringing the move of God to this nation. Because that is the agenda of God. Is revival. And it's not for everybody, it's for the remnant church. Just for those that believe that. It's not for everybody. But there's going to rise a remnant people. And I love that word. I've been preaching for, of, on that word for many years, even in this church. Before COVID even, I said there will be a remnant coming that will survive shakings. The fact that you are here means that you are the remnant. The fact that you survive repossession, recession, sicknesses, that means you are the remnant. Say, I'm the remnant. And then after the revival, or during the spark, we will see a harvest of souls. The fact that you've extended this building is not just for the sake of, oh, it's wonderful. And we now have one of the biggest buildings in South Africa. No, the sake of extension is for souls. Right. So you are preparing on the agenda of God. Your apostle has read the agenda of God. And he knew by his spirit, I need to extend. Because the harvest of souls are coming. And this harvest of souls is powerful because what's going to happen in this part of, of, this, of, of this agenda is that every believer will be empowered to win souls for Jesus. The fourth thing that will take place will be the end time glory manifested. So the revival that's going to take place will be a revival of the glory of God. It's not going to be a prophetic revival. It will not be a healing revival. It will not be a prosperity revival. It won't be a word of faith revival. It will be a revival of the glory of God. And the glory of God means it's an all-inclusive move. The glory of God is everything about God. We'll get there now. So the coming revival will be a revival of the, of the manifestation of the glory of God. And fifthly, we are getting ready for the coming of the Lord. So we'll see a shaking tick. Revival, we're in it. Souls are coming now by the thousands in everywhere around the world, coming to repentance. The glory of God is now our responsibility to get ready. Why? Because after the glory, Jesus is coming. Because He's not coming back for an anointed church. He's not coming back for a miracle church. He's coming back for a glorious church. And if we are not entering into the realm of the glory, we're going to miss the the coming of the Lord. 
And so our assignment is to prepare the bride for the glory of God. The Bible says in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14, it says, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge, the understanding of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And let me give you one more scripture, Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 and 2. Isaiah chapter 60. Arise and shine for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Now look at this. It comes from within upon. For the glory of the Lord will arise and be upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth. Speaking about South Africa right there. For load shedding shall cover the earth. In deep darkness, the people. But the Lord will arise over you. And His glory will be seen. So let me teach you on the glory. The glory of God is not invisible. The glory of God is visible. It is tangible. The glory is not a cloud appearing here. The glory of God will be seen upon us. The glory of God will manifest upon us. Arise and shine, for the glory of the Lord will come upon you. And so the end time church will be a church, I promise you, will be a church of the presence of God. I say this with all love, all the seeker-sensitive people watching online, because you know, this is definitely not a seeker-sensitive church. But that time is done. The seeker-sensitive church will not survive this coming move of God. It will be about the glory of God. No man will be magnified or glorified in this hour. So when I practice the presence of God, there's always three things that happen when I practice the presence of God. The first thing that happens is worship comes. I worship Him, not because of what I want, but because of who He is. So we, I worship, when the presence comes, worship is released. The second thing that takes place in the presence of God in my life, for instance, is revelation comes. Because when you are in the presence of God, you get the mind of God. There's a scripture that my wife gave me. Uh, is it in Job? Of course it's in Job. Job 32 verse, verse 8 says, The breath of God is the intelligent, is your intelligence. Job 32 verse 8. The breath of the Almighty gives you intelligence. You don't have to walk around like, you know, a dumb person, excuse me. Like, I don't know what to do. No, you need to know the breath of God gives you the mind of God. When I'm in the presence of God, worship is activated, revelation pausing, and fellowship and communion come. So what will be the mark of the church of His presence? And this is specifically for this church. The church of His presence will be marked by three things. Number one, the Word of God shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. House of treasures, I know, is a house of the Word. Your man of God is a man of the Word. And a church of His presence, the character of that church will be the church of the Word. 
The second thing is will be the church of power. You'll see a power demonstration like tonight. It will happen. And then thirdly, it will be the church of His presence. That will be the three major things happening. And I want to say this tonight, declaring it as an apostle into the future. You are going to hear more messages about the glory and the presence of God in this latter time than ever before. Because the knowledge is increasing on the glory of God. So, <clears throat> a church of His presence is always expecting some. They're always hungry for some. And I want to give you this last scripture, and then I want to bring everything together. Psalms chapter 16, verse 11, in the Amplified. Psalms chapter 16, verse 11, in the Amplified. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. These are very powerful dimensions of the presence of God. It says here, I will show you the path. And we always just say there's fullness of joy in the presence of God. That's how we quote that scripture. There's fullness of joy in the presence of the Lord. But the scripture says, I will show you the path of life. The first thing that you'll see when the presence of God comes is that life will come. There will be no barrenness, no dryness. When the presence come, life starts coming. Do you know when, they, when there's no presence? You can see it in the audience. People are sleeping. There's nothing happening. Even some preachers preach and nothing happens because they preach the word but without the presence. I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying I want to give you the example. Is that in the presence of the Lord, He shows us the life. Your theme is enlargement. Enlargement comes through life. And in the presence of the Lord, God will show you, I love that scripture, I will show you the path of life. So the first thing in the presence of God, it is life-giving. In this presence, when the life of God starts flowing, you can speak anything and it will manifest. Because life, power is in the tongue. So when the presence of God comes, you can start declaring things in the realm of the Spirit and things will move for you. Show you the path of life. Then it says there, fullness. In the presence of the Lord, everything in the presence of God is to full capacity. So when the presence is upon you, rising within you, upon you, guess what happens? You'll walk around as a person full of wisdom, full of the blessing, full of the power, full of the anointing, full of faith, full of everything because the presence of God brings fullness. Shout fullness. 
I declare over your bank accounts, fullness. I declare over this church, fullness. I declare over your life's fullness. Shout fullness. So everything in the presence of God brings fullness. Exodus chapter 33 verse 14, it says this. And Moses said to God, show me your glory. We know the whole thing. And then God reacts and he says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. What is the third characteristic of a church full of the presence? It's got rest. A person that carries the presence, is, he's not freaking out. He operates from the realm of rest. I speak of a house of treasures tonight, a dimension of rest where God can work. If there's, un, if there's unrest and there's stuff happening, God can't work there. Impossible for God to work in chaos. Well, he works in chaos, but I mean, you know what I'm saying. He wants rest. So rest is the reward of the presence of God. How do I know I, I carry the presence? I have rest. What does this rest mean? That I completely trust God. That's rest. Not sleeping. Completely trusting His Word that whatever He said will come to pass in my life. Therefore, I can rest assured. Tonight when I go to bed, I'm going to sleep wonderfully. Why? Because I'm in the presence of God. I, I, need, I need to pay salaries. I need to pay bills. I have no worry about that. I've never worried about that because that's not my job. My job is to trust the Lord and stay in, praise, in rest. If I'm not in rest, God can't work. In my, he says, I'll show you my presence and I will give you rest. I speak rest over your life. Honest you and your son. Rest in the name of Jesus. Too much unrest and worry and turmoil. Rest, rest, rest. What's going to happen tomorrow? Rest. Jesus is in control. He's going to take care of my life. He's going to take care of my family. He's going to take care of South Africa. He's going to take care of your children. I come in the rest that know that, that I know that I know that God can operate in the realm of rest. I'm closing with this tonight. There are four dimensions to the supernatural and the first one is faith. And I spoke about faith, the shield of faith. The second dimension to the supernatural is anointing. Say this with me, anointing. Anointing is what? Is the power of God. And the anointing comes from the Holy Spirit, enabling the, belie the believer to do great works for God. Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to do. And then He gives the list. So that's the anointing coming upon me. So in the realm of the supernatural, I have to have faith. Faith, though, nothing works without faith in the supernatural. The anointing comes from the Holy Spirit in my life. I either have the anointing in me or upon me. Which is very important for us to understand. You can go and get the book on hosting the supernatural on how to get the anointing upon you. Then the third realm of the supernatural is the glory of God. The glory of God. 
in the realm of the glory, there are different things that move. Just like natural laws operate here for us, so the supernatural has laws, causing them to move in certain directions. When the glory of God comes and you have a revelation of the glory of God, you can operate in the glory of God. If you don't understand the glory, you will never operate in the realm of the glory. Knowledge is power in the spiritual realm as well. So once I understand the glory and how the protocols and the principles operate of the glory, it can manifest every single time. If I understand the anointing, I can operate in that. So we have these three realms so far. The faith, the anointing, and the glory. The glory of God works like this. In the anointing, I have to lay my hands on the sick. Imagine I had to lay hands on all these people tonight. We would have been here until one o'clock tomorrow morning. In the anointing, I have to do that. By the laying on of hands, anointing them with oil. In the realm of the glory, man is removed and God comes in by himself and touches people all over the building and probably two, three hundred people got healed tonight. Nobody touched them. Well, I didn't touch them. God just did the work for them. That's the realm of the glory. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 says this, that my God shall supply all my needs according to His riches. Because we are stuck in the level of faith or anointing, our needs are not met. We confess, and there's nothing wrong with that. You have to have the entry point into the supernatural. But you have to start operating from the realm of the glory of God, enforcing from, this, from, from the dimension of God that needs be met. Miracles take place. Supernatural church growth takes place. That's in the realm of the glory of God, where you are not involved. I'm not involved. The musicians are not involved. God comes by Himself. So people are going to ask Apostle, how did you grow the church? He's going to say, uh, prayer. I really don't know anything else. That's the right answer. Is when he doesn't have the formula. When he can say, it's only God. We prayed, but it's only God. When he says that, let's give God the glory for that. You know you're on the right place. You're on the right track. But when it's no, let's do the seven principles. Let me tell you. The seven principles of church growth. If you do this, all these things, we're still in the first dimension of works. Listen to this. So the anointing is not the glory. In the anointing, I lay hands on the sick. In the glory, God does the miracles. In the level of the anointing, we pray for people to get saved on a Sunday. In the realm of the glory, we ask God for continents and cities. In the realm of the anointing, we have to cut off giants' heads. In the realm of the glory, giants don't enter in. They don't come close to you. So what I'm teaching you tonight is to give you a hunger for the glory of God. To say, God, I want the glory of God in my home. I want the glory of God in my money. I want the glory of God in my church. Wherever I go, I want to be a carrier of the glory of God. And the last dimension, the fourth dimension, 
of the supernatural is this. Is the presence of God. The presence is not the glory. Moses said, show me your glory. He says, I'm going to walk past you. You'll see the goodness. See my goodness. You'll see the backside, but you're not going to see my face. You cannot see my presence. So the, the word presence means panim, which means face of God. When I look at your face, what do I see? I see your mouth and I see your eyes. If I look into your eyes, I see into your soul. When you speak, I see your lips move and I hear what you say. In the presence of God, I have an intimate lock moment with God. Where it's not about me praying for the people. The great Nikki van out of the way. It's God coming in. And then in meetings, he comes with his presence. Where you look into his eyes and you can see into his soul. And you hear the words of your heavenly father. And the presence of the Lord, Psalms 91. You can go and read it when you get home. It shows you everything that happens. Everything that happens in the presence of God. Psalms 91, I'll read you the first verse. It says this, He who dwells. Check that verse. He who dwells. Let me ask you this. What is the secret place? And I'm not going to teach on that. I'll, I'll drop a nugget for you tonight. You tell me what's the secret place. Firstly, I want to know what is the secret place. Secondly, I want to ask you is, where is the secret place? It doesn't say visit the secret place. It dwells. It means I live, I have residency in the secret place. The secret place is not hidden to you. It's there. But if you don't know it, you're never going to enter into the secret place and you'll become a wanderer instead of a dweller of the presence of God. A fish doesn't visit the water. He lives in the water. A plant, you don't have to kill him, uproot him and just come and put him down here in, in probably a day he'll be dead. It will be, it will be dead, done. God said to Adam, Adam, if you leave my presence, you'll surely die. It took him 936 years to die physically. That's how long it took for the glory to come out of him. So what is the glory of God? In closing, I want to give you this. The glory of God is the character of God. It is who he is. He's the healer, right? He's the provider. He's our joy. He's our protector. He's our everything. That is the character of God. That's who He is. That's of Him. So tonight I could have come and just given you a book and not even come here and just put a screen up and say, sorry, I missed the flight or whatever. But I'll preach from the screen and everybody of you are getting a book. I'm not here. My glory is here by all getting a book. My giving, my attitude, my character. But Nikki van der Westeisen in person is here. 
So my presence is here. You look at my eyes while I preach. You look at my mouth. You see my mannerisms. You see everything about me. And with, with Nikki here, the presence of the man, my glory comes to you by doing whatever I need to do. And so the church is transitioning into that dimension. That we are going to see another level of faith. We're going to see another level of the anointing. But house of treasures, the glory of God is about to hit this church. And the latter shall be greater. And I'm telling you tonight, you're going to see realms of the presence of God. You'll see the face of God in this building. Your apostle, he preaches here and you see angels on right? You've told me. Angels appear on this platform while he preaches. Let me tell you, there's going to become more angels. It's just not going to be one. They're going to pack out this place, standing all over. And then the face of the Almighty God will be turned towards House of Treasures. And you will see the outpouring of revival like you've never seen before. And I declare tonight, and I activate this church in the realm of the presence of God to become a carrier of the presence of God in the end time move of God. It will not be about a man. It will all be about God, I want you to stand to your feet tonight. I want to pray for you and activate you in the realm of the glory. I always did church. Let me tell you. I tried to grow my church in the natural. And I tried to do it with the anointing upon my life. I could not get past 500 members. Couldn't. I tried everything. All the systems, all the idols was on the platform, all the artists was here, mayors was there. It didn't grow the church. But when I had an encounter with the supernatural power of God, things started moving in a different dimension. And church started growing without me even doing anything. Same system, same stuff, but the glory came upon it. I have businessmen in my church. They try to do it in their own abilities. When the glory comes and they say, God, I rest. In the realm of the presence, the businesses start excelling. And tonight I want to release the kabat glory of God upon your life. The kabat glory is the heavy weight of the presence of God. The Shekinah is God Himself, but the kabat is the heavy weight, the thickness. Revelation chapter 1 speaks about the thickness of God. You will walk in places and people will feel the power of God. Miracles are going to happen again, I'm telling you now. Let me tell you, William Branham was in this nation, walked in the Father Kral Hospital in Krugersdorf. He walked in there to go and pray for one person. When he walked out, the whole hospital walked out with him. That's when the power of God starts coming. That's when the anointing starts hitting or the glory of God starts coming upon people. I believe acceleration is coming for the coming of the Lord and the church must be ready for the glory. Amen. So close your eyes. I want you to say this with me tonight as loud as possible. I'm going to pray a prayer of activation over your life. Say, Lord Jesus, activate me tonight in the kabat, in the Shekinah, I hunger for your presence. I want your presence. I want to see you face to face. I want to have intimacy with you. Right now, I declare.
the kabot glory of God over my life. I declare the Shekinah glory upon my life. I'm a carrier of the end time revival of glory in Jesus' name. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we declare your glory, your kingdom, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forevermore. I'm now activated. I'm now activated to move in the realm of the Spirit in Jesus' name. Now pray for 30 seconds in the Holy Ghost. Come on. Father, we declare your glory tonight. I declare Jehovah. I declare the Elohim. I declare the Adonai. I declare the Rafa. I declare the El Shaddai. I declare the I am over South Africa in the name of Jesus. The Kabat over South Africa. Let wealth come to this nation. Kabat over the business people of this nation. Kabat over the government of this nation. In the name of Jesus. Father, we shift the atmosphere over our city tonight with the glory of God. We are carriers of the glory. We bring back your presence, oh God. We are carriers of it. We bring it back. We bring it back. We bring it back in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you give us a visitation, a great awakening, oh God, like never before. In the name of Jesus, I declare the I am over everybody in this place. I declare the I am over every family member. In the name of Jesus, I declare the great I am over this church. In the name of Jesus. Now give Jesus one good praise offering in this place. Come on, he is worthy to be praised.